Welcome to the Tierra Talk Show's New Groove segment, in which we invite past guests of our show to discuss the latest and greatest with their upcoming projects for film, TV, and more. I'd like to welcome back actress, voiceover artist, and author Claudia Christian to the show. Welcome back. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks for having me on again. It's such a, so, so sweet of you. Thank you. It's great to have you back again, because I think the last time we spoke was the 15th anniversary of Atlantis and the previous previous before that, I think it was like the 11th anniversary. So we keep catching each other every couple of years, which is very nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And time, and time flies so quickly. I saw your uh, Twitter tweet, tweet the other day about it's 17th anniversary or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy. It's getting, it's, it's just going way too quickly. I tried, you know, tagging Bob Iger in the tweet, just saying, Hey, so, you know, the 20th anniversary is coming up <laughs> two years. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I tell Bob Iger that, that uh, Miss Christian would like to do another Disney film, please. Then <laughs> <gasps> that would be really amazing. You know, what if they uh, did who framed Roger Rabbit too? And they had you I, play Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the Kathleen Turner voice. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I would love Absolutely. that. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all over that, like a cheap suit. <laughs> I was just so happy to get your email because I, I was like, oh, she's an author now. When you sent me the book, which is Snack Hacks, I want to mention, and I'm going to put the link to the book in the show notes because we're going to be discussing some of the recipes that I found. And I was like, oh, this this is great. <laughs> but like, I, I thought it was so interesting because you're, your co-author Mark he is also from Philly where I'm based right now so I just thought it was pretty amazing that you guys got connected so how did you guys meet and discuss preparations before like the book became an official idea well Mark and I were pen pals actually he was a a fan of Babylon 5 and he's a huge gamer extremely uh, intelligent and knowledgeable about games from you know, Atari and even before that. <laughs> so he filled in the blanks of, of game, you know, being game cred, I would say gaming cred. Um, he, he plays everything and knows about everything and collects games. And, and so I sort of came up with the concept because I've supplied so many voices for games in everything from Skyrim to World of Warcraft, Guild Wars 2, Halo, Call of Duty, you know, all sorts of games. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to do a a cookbook for gamers specifically with some fun behind the scenes stories and some interviews and some easy to make food and also some healthy food. So Mark, with his gamer knowledge and also the fact that he has a disability, he has to make things um, that are pretty easy. Whereas, an able-bodied individual like myself can do pretty much anything in the kitchen. So it was a nice mix of catering to to both audiences of of people who do have physical limitations um, for some of the snacks, and also people who can you know can handle a little bit more action in the kitchen, and also tastes as far as you know. Um, I would say that I veer more towards healthy eating, but I still enjoy um, desserts and and things. You know, so so I just thought it would be. Uh, interesting for us to combine forces and we've always had a really nice writing relationship we we had never met until uh pretty recently we met in philadelphia at a convention that i did and prior to that really it was just due to social media and emailing um he's an avid photographer so he would share his flower pictures with me we just became friends 
online and then friends via email. It's an old fashioned pen pal story, I guess. I, it, it's funny because it harkens back to my childhood when I had a lot of pen pals because we moved around so much um, as a kid. So I, I would keep, uh, you know, keep my friends actively in, in friendship by writing letters. So now I, we write emails and that's how Mark and I became friends and then writing partners for this project. And who yeah, would have so, thought like 30 years later, you'd be able to still connect with people from all over the world and then create a book out of it too, which is so it's, cool. It, it, yeah, it's really, it's really phenomenal. And I, and I, I really, you know, it, despite my misgivings sometimes about the internet, um, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of bullying and there's a lot of negativity and a lot of mm-hmm. bad mouthing and stuff. And I, and I get that, but on the other hand, it, it does allow people to, to do some things that are very positive. I, my nonprofit advocacy never would have had the impact it has if, if I didn't have a Ted talk that was seen 2 million times you know, if I didn't have a, a website that was seen by millions of people all over the world, if you know, if it was the old days, I don't think I would be able to help as many people as quickly without, you know, we have Twitter and Facebook and all these social media pages that reach hundreds and thousands and millions of people. So it's, I would say that if you use it for the good of uh, good of the world, then it's a damn good thing. But I was just so glad to see that you, you wrote another book because I we also t- talked about your original book, Babylon Confidential, and I loved it. And I actually gave it to my mom to read because she was just so in- fascinated because she'd never seen Babylon 5 before um, but she was so fascinated with your story as well so you know we we talked about your book a lot so I told her I was chatting with you tonight so she was so thrilled she says she says hi by the way <laughs> oh that's so sweet yeah I you know I love to hear that I I, I it was so hard to uh, sort of you know come out of the closet as somebody who was misusing alcohol and and fell down the rabbit hole of addiction and Yet, ever since I did that back in 2009 and 10, um, I, I just, my life has profoundly changed for the better. And the majority of people have been positive and loving. And I think it's, it's, it's really a statement of how much we are sick of shame and stigma in this world and, mm-hmm. and that we need, need to embrace people with addictions, brain disorders, mental illness, the whole shebang. We need to stop shaming people we need to really come from a place of love and understand that these are diseases and should be treated as such and i and i i'm i'm proud of that i'm proud of the fact that i didn't find a solution that worked for me and then hid you know hid hid it from everybody and not spoken about it because had i done that I, i all these people who are currently on the sinclair method or have reached extinction on tsm Never would have had that opportunity had I not come out. They wouldn't have found it. You know, there was there was no information about it before I started becoming an advocate for it. So it's it, it, I think that's really the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I know you think it's Atlantis, Atlantis but I think it's C3 Foundation <laughs> and Babylon Confidential. <laughs> no, what, what you've done is... It, and no, it's it's amazing. And it's interesting. I thought I read, I, I, I could be wrong. I thought I read an article about Michael J. Fox even talking about his own addiction with alcoholism. And I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that either. So it's, it's not something that's like, you know, typically, um, you know, it is 
taboo to talk about it, I guess, but not as much today, I guess, as it was, you know, years ago. So, oh, you know. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for people like him and people like, you know, Brad Pitt or whoever, um, you know, having uh, serious conversations about about whatever um, addictions they have, uh, especially to alcohol and, and, and finding ways to deal with it out in the open because it shouldn't be something that's hidden. They shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's not like anybody, you know, when they're five years old, they think, wow, I really want to grow up and become an alcoholic. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no. It's not a choice. And I think that's one thing that, that I'm trying to really, one of my, my challenges in life is to try and get people who are the loved ones of people suffering from an addiction to understand that this is, it's not a reasonable affliction, so you can't reason with it. And it's not a choice on behalf of the person who is affected. So you, you really have to treat it as something is a compulsive disorder. And it's, it's very, it's very easy for a loved one to get frustrated and say, you know, oh, they're choosing their, their substance over me, but that's, it's not a choice. We don't, we don't get up in the morning and choose to be addicted to something. And just like a bulimic doesn't want to throw up all the time. I mean, you can't tell a bulimic, you know, why don't you stop throwing up? Mm-hmm. It's not a reasonable assumption that they can stop and, or tell an anorexic to eat. It's just, it's not that easy. That's why no. the whole just say no campaign failed is because you can't just say no when your brain has been hijacked by addiction, period. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just excited about the future and all of these amazing uses of, of uh, opiate antagonists such as naltrexone, the medication that I used to get sober. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited that people are, are turning to, to science-based treatments now. And it's, we've got a long way to go, but, but I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. Sci-fi fans and genre fans and Disney fans and all of these people who liked my work were the most supportive group of individuals I've ever known in my life when I had my uh, issues and I came out of the closet and I talked about addiction. They were so loving and so supportive. And that's why I always try and give back to them because they were loyal and, and just filled with, with compassion. Oh, you've given us so much, so many, you know, happy memories and special things. And again, like everybody goes through something different. So it's, it's, and, and I think like the comic cons, I'm so sad. I missed you at Philly. I would have loved to have met you there, but it's so nice. Like you really can meet these people in person. It's, it's not something that's like, you know, usually saved for, you know, the, the Hollywood red carpet, you know, you can meet the people and, and talk with them and converse and really have like a, a fun fan. <laughs> conversation <laughs> oh with I know I just, I just did a Denver PopCon and and I was watching all the little kids walk up to you know Sam Jones who played Flash Gordon and all these uh you know the the, uh, the, the cast from Greatest American Hero and all you know they, and I'm looking at little little kids and they little girls were coming up to me and crying you know saying you're a vulnerable you know and it was just it was so cute and I it it really touches my heart and I I think it's a wonderful opportunity that's why I I'm not one of those actors that if I didn't enjoy doing conventions I wouldn't do them you know I only do Mm -hmm. a few a year a couple a year um and it's usually when I have something to promote, obviously, like the cookbook <laughs> that just came out. But 
still, I wouldn't do them if I was going to be um, miserable because the fans can tell and they deserve you to be present and friendly and nice, you know. Well, when you come to Philly, I will warn you, I will be crying. I'll be one of those girls crying. Not little, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you have to so let cute. me know when you come because I will treat you to a Philly cheesesteak. But I did see you actually have a recipe for a specific type of Philly cheesesteak, which I was so revved up to read because I am always looking for different types of cheesesteaks to try because I do love them. <laughs> that that would be a Mark recipe. So, so really, you, yeah, he he because he's yeah he's the one. Well, he's the Philly, Philly guy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I don't I don't uh, I I don't eat meat anymore. So um, he did the majority oh. of. Yeah, I mean, I did my lamb shank recipe and a couple other basic meat recipes that I I included in a lot of chicken, but mostly in fish and seafood. And um, in fact, I have an Atlantis ceviche recipe in there. <laughs> yes, please talk about this because I loved reading it. <laughs> yeah, I well, I had to. I had to get a, a Helga recipe in there. Um, <laughs> I tried to honor every single voiceover gig I did, including you know, fairy godmother cookies from Shrek. And, and I thought, well, well this is a no brainer. Helga's going to have a, 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 you know, Atlantis seafood, you know, <laughs> of course. So I made a ceviche recipe, um, in two different ways, either as a sort of dip with chips or on a tostada. And it's super easy. And I think people are quite often frightened of working with seafood. Um, and, you know, you can get good quality frozen seafood now just about anywhere. So it doesn't mean that you have to be right near some fresh waters and get everything, you know, perfect. Uh, so I hope that, you know, I, I hope that people start experimenting a little bit um, and, and step out of their comfort zone. And, and mostly I, I really, I took for granted my whole life of, of being, you know, since I've been cooking for so long, since I was a kid, I kind of took for granted my ease in the kitchen and how comfortable I am and how for me it's a meditation. And I, I, I started to really understand just from feedback from individuals when I first started writing the cookbook was that a lot of people are frightened when they get in the kitchen. They're scared they're going to fail and they immediately project this kind of fear into the food and they follow recipes fastidiously and they're, but they still, you know, it's get screwed up somehow. And, and I'm what I, my overwhelming theme in the book was to say, you know, this is uh, cooking is supposed to be joyful and fun. And, and I understand just trying to feed yourself quickly, but you also only have one vessel. You have one body. You, this is your, you know, this is it. And mm -hmm. you, you have to yeah. take time to the, the time that it takes me to create a, a simple nutritious meal is less time than it takes to pick up takeaway or to order something to be delivered or or to even microwave a meal. Seriously, I mean, I can I can I'm trying to teach people that that with a few simple basics in the pantry they can make tasty, healthy food really quickly, and and I think that's um, it's just a matter of, of of keeping your refrigerator full of good quality uh, things, and it doesn't have to be expensive. And also just learning the combinations of flavors. And it's, it's not, you know, I, I'm not expecting everybody to, to tackle a, a three layer cake, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. baking is, <laughs> I mean, and, and even I have a hard time sometimes with, um, baking because it is so scientific and I'm more of an improviser when I cook. Um, and with baking, you know, the only baking that I can do and improvise is, is my, are all of my quick breads. I make quick breads all the time out of zucchini if I have too much or, you know, friends of mine grow um, lots of zucchinis or, or I pick up bananas and I don't eat them in time. And so I'm always, or pears start to get too mushy. I'll make a quick bread. Um, 
things like that I can improvise, but but really, you know, delicate desserts, you have to be fastidious about following the recipe. So my style is more for, for gamers and, and, and younger people who are just starting out and taking their first tentative steps into the kitchen. I want them to feel free and feel creative and just know that if you have um, a certain palette for things and if you, it's almost like a painter, you know, if you have your red, your blue, your green and your yellow um, and your orange, you can make up a, 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 a whole bunch of different paintings using just those five or six basic colors. So it's the same thing as flavor, flavor palettes. You know, you, you have your Asian theme or you have your, you know, French theme or Italian theme. And, and it's pretty easy to kind of negotiate your way around the kitchen once you establish what you like and how much time you have. And if you do a couple of prep ahead things, like I love grains. So I always cook a bowl of grains on the weekends to make, you know, things out of during the week, salads and things or soups. And, you know, I keep some protein on hand and it's, it's, uh, it's, it shouldn't be daunting and it shouldn't be like, Oh, I have to make dinner. It should be, wow, what am I going to eat? You know? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, and I, and I think, um, I think for gamers quite often, it's uh, it's a matter of, well, let me just make something fast so I can get back to gaming. So I just want to, I want to accommodate everybody in that regard. Because it's like a mixture of appetizers and things that could be a full meal. And you did mention desserts. So the <laughs> one that I was looking at, and I, I, I really do want to try this one, is the Banana Horde ice cream. So who, who, which one did Mark or, or you get to get this one specifically? Because I just, I love bananas. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it, it's funny because um, I was always trying to, I don't know if you remember those, but for a while on like every Bed Bath & Beyond and television commercial had these, this little machine that you stick a banana in and make banana ice cream. You know, it's like, it was, it was really, <laughs> really that basic. So um I started I started noodling around myself with uh, frozen bananas and trying to to get them to the perfect sort of consistency of when can I put it in in a Cuisinart or a blender and and you know soften it up the banana and then do you add a little milk or do you add can I add coconut milk or can I so I started um, making frozen desserts in that in that way adding cinnamon little chocolate chips or stuff and I realized. Yeah, if the, if you're especially if you're on a diet or something, you know, watching your weight, you don't really need to make ice cream, and this tastes just as good. I've always always kept um, slices of frozen banana in my freezer because in the summertime they're incredibly, um, you know, cooling, but they're also tasty. It tastes like you're having an ice cream to me. So you can take it a step further and dip them in chocolate or be naughty or put them in peanut butter or any of that <laughs> stuff, but. But Mark started really messing around with it as well. So between the two of us, we we um, we did a, a banana pie, ice cream pie, and then we did a sort of froyo version of of banana ice cream. And um, yeah, so that's how we we both like bananas a lot. I love I love uh, I love frozen bananas. So uh, when any, anything I can make with it, I I I do. <laughs> And are you are you traveling around to to promote it? Are you going to some more comic cons? Like, can our listeners, you know, get to meet you and purchase the book in person, or is it only just a digital download to buy on Amazon? Um, it's not a digital download. It's an actual hardcover cookbook, and you can get it on Amazon. And uh, there is no electronic version of it um, right now, not yet. Uh, too much piracy out there. Um, so you, you <laughs> I don't blame order. you on that part. So. <laughs> 
you can, you can order the hardcover book on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. You can also ask your local bookstore to carry it. Um, it's available all around the world, everywhere. So if you're anywhere from Sweden to France, uh, uh, Japan, it's 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 available everywhere. So um, yeah, you just Google snack hacks, Claudia Christian should come up. Um, also, in regards to appearances, the only one I have scheduled is I'm actually going this weekend to Hutchinson, Kansas um, for the Smallville convention. So I'll Ooh. be there. Yeah, it's going to it's, it's I think awesome. it's kind of yeah, it's a smaller convention and I'll be um, uh, I'm hoping the books arrive in time for me to bring them. If not, I've got flyers printed up for everybody. So and I have one <laughs> one I have my copy of the book, so I'll bring my one copy so people can see it. But I, I did order some to bring, but uh, unfortunately they have not arrived yet. So um, other than that, I I, uh, I might um, be able to make it overseas this summer. I haven't really committed to anything yet, but um, I'm hoping that, you know, I'll get another appearance at some point so I can... I can bring the books and meet people and sign them for them. Okay. Well, there you go. You can find her. And I I will also put all the links to the book and to Claudia's website and also her social media pages in the show notes below for all of our listeners to take a look and check out yourself. And before we end, uh, since this is the new groove segment, I like to play a game with returning guests. I call it the pixie dust lightning round, which is basically this or that. So you choose what you like between the two things that I, I give to you. So it's, it's okay. pretty it's pretty easy, but I, I think it's a lot of fun. So we'll start with the first one, which is Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Disneyland, I guess, because it's here. <laughs> <laughs> Cruella DeVille or the Evil Queen. Oh, Cruella. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Cruise or Magic Carpet? Oh, Jungle Cruise. Any day, any day, because it's just so cheesy that it's... <laughs> it's right up your alley, because it is my yeah, turn. <laughs> but, you know, fun, funny you asked that, though, because I, I did when I, what I believe to be one of the first virtual realities, first certainly was my first virtual reality, on the Magic uh, Carpet ride for Aladdin, after I did Disney's Atlantis, they took they invited me to um, San Diego Comic Con where they had virtual reality Aladdin's magic carpet ride, and I did it, and it was phenomenal. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lilo and Stitch or Moana. Oh, hmm, Moana. And finally, the Bells of Notre Dame from The Hunchback of Notre Dame or Circle of Life from The Lion King. I'm going to go with Bells of Notre Dame because uh, I think Circle of Life will get many more votes. And I always like the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you met Demi Moore, too, because I remember when we talked last and you mentioned it in the book that you met her in passing during the recording sessions for Hunchback. And I'm just thinking, my God, they really did start early with the Atlantis voiceover. I didn't realize that because, you know, Hunchback came out in 96. But my gosh, you guys really did start early. Oh, yeah. No, every time I would go back, they would tell me that she'd had another kid. That's how long. That's how long. (laughs) You know, I think seriously, uh, no, they they. uh, yeah, it was it was a, a very t- a long process. I would get called in about once every six months or two a year. So it, it takes a long time. I have great admiration for animators and for the process of, of making an animated film because it's really a commitment of a big chunk of your life. 
<laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm so happy for your new book. Uh, snack thank hacks, you. of course. Thank you very much for coming back on the show, Claudia. I, I really appreciate of it. Course. And I, I appreciate you dealing with my Atlantis insaneness. So thank you not for that, at too. All. Not <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm grateful for grateful for the appreciation. And uh, thank you for having me on the show again. And um, uh, yeah, and thank you for providing links also to my uh, nonprofit in case anybody knows somebody out there who's uh, you know, um, suffering from alcohol misuse, they can find me easily there as well. We can give free support and help to them. And yeah, snack hacks. It's a, it's a, it's a joyful project. And I'm, I'm really happy that so far we're getting great reviews and people are actually cooking the recipes and posting the pictures online. It's so cool. So I'm really happy. That's what I'm going to do next. And and tell Mark, oh. congratulations too on that. I'm, I'm so glad you guys got together and created a, a really unique book because I've never seen anything like it. And that's something very special. So <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I will tell him I'll give him your best. 